Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. My name is Jai Barrow, and my guest today is Jody Walton. Hi, Jody. Good to see you on the show today. Good to see you, too. Well, so glad we had a chance to catch up and talk, you know, since last, since last met, met Walt Disney World. Yeah. That's right. Our favorite place, right? So, okay. So, can you tell me about, about your story about, about uh, David's wife? I absolutely can. So, um, my son, David, was born and raised in Wallingford, Connecticut. And at 27 years old, he moved down to South Carolina. He got a job with the South Carolina DOT in Horry County. And on July 25th, 2019, he and his coworker were filling a pothole on the side of the road when a box truck came through and and couldn't stop. Um, it actually hit the cars that were stopped for the construction workers, for the road workers, and unfortunately ran over both young men, killing them both. So on that day, my life forever changed, as you know, when you lose somebody you love. And I guess... Um, in that moment, you think that there's no hope and you you kind of fall into that sadness and that and that deep sorrow. But what I've learned and how David's Rocks kind of started is there is hope even after great loss. And of course, David died in July of 2019. And then in March of 2020, the world shut down, you know, because of COVID and things were a little bit different. So when that happened... My neighbor and my very good friend, her name is Angel, we decided we would sit out in the driveway and do some crafts. She suggested we do crafts, and we came up with garden stones. And with that, um, a few of the rocks that I made, I would put David's name on the back and pass them along to a friend. And David's rocks kind of organically just happened all on its own. Started a little Facebook group, and um, it's, it's grown and the rocks are all over the world, from Australia to Hawaii to England. I mean, Ireland, everywhere. It's been an amazing journey. And it's been an incredible therapy, just an incredible therapy for me. Well, I can definitely understand your pain and sorry. So can you, tell, can you tell me where you were that day you got the news? So I it was actually a phone call because he, my son was just living in South Carolina for about two years at that point, And was probably just just really about two years. Um, and it was a phone call that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. And I think what I remember most about the phone call is I didn't I didn't believe what I was hearing on the other end. Like I just thought that can't be true. You know, maybe he's injured and he's in the hospital. And as soon as I get there, you know, he's gonna be okay. And I I, I think I fell to the ground. I remember calling my husband at work. And I'm not even sure what I said to him. I don't even, I was probably so upset and in shock, but um, it's, it's a call you never expect to get as a parent. And, you know, that call forever changed my life. And I thought my life would never be the same. And I was right in that thinking, but when I thought it, then it was just full of sadness and disbelief. And now I know my life is forever changed but I carry David with me every day and I have hope that there are still good days, even with such great loss and that David would want me to continue living. You know, it's been a journey. Well, it's almost July will be four years. So I think from when I got that phone call 
until now, so much has changed for me. But what hasn't changed is the grief that I carry for my son. It's with me every day and it's completely attached to my love. So I would never give up that grief for David. I think people get confused with grief or maybe they don't understand it. And for good reason, if they haven't suffered that kind of loss, but grief is not necessarily a bad thing. I think grief is so attached to your love. If you've loved so deeply and so hard that your grief is going to be the same. And I take it with me. I I tell everybody I have my little invisible suitcase. It's always with me. Some days it's heavier than other days. And um, I might need some help, but on most days it's just by my side and it's with me. And it's the way I take David with me. It reminds me of a whole lot of my mother's grief always stays with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, I think we never expect that our child or children, because I've also met people that have lost multiple children, which is extremely hard to believe, but you don't think that's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does. And And when it happened to me, I don't think I ever said, why me? Why did this happen to me? Because it really didn't, it didn't happen to me. It happened to David. It was his life that was cut cut short. So I never questioned it. And I have faith and I believe in God. And I believe he is somewhere with my father and our other loved ones. My heart believes that. Um, But I never questioned why me? Because the real question is, why not me? When I've learned so many people have lost children and we're kind of in this club that no parent wants to be a part of, but through that journey, I've connected with some incredible people and through David's loss, I've met so many incredible friends. I met you. Look, we were, we were in line in in Disney and I happened to be telling my story. Somebody asked a question and you were in front of us and then we got talking and here I am now talking on your show. So Without David's loss, those people and these things, of course, wouldn't exist. So I guess good things can also come from such a tragic loss. Yes, that's def- that is definitely true. So, so what inspires you every day? I think, I think what inspires me to go on every day is I feel like getting back to the best life that I can live and that with each breath I take, And with each beat of my shattered heart, I live also for David. Mm -hmm. So I want to live the best life I can to make him proud and to honor the life that he couldn't live that was cut short. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I would tell you about David is he was 29. And yes, that that is young. He lived. He lived those 29 years. He lived for 29 years, three months and nine days. And on that ninth day, something tragic happened. That was seconds of the life that he lived. So again, instead of staying in the tragedy, I remember David David with love and with the life that he lived because he would want that. He would want to remember be remembered the way he lived, not those few seconds that took his life. Those were seconds of his 29 years. Um, it could be easy to get stuck in that darkness, but I work hard every day to not be there, to choose to live and to be happy. And there's still joy in my life. There's still love in my life, family, friends. Um, And I get up every day and almost every day, this is where I paint. What's behind me is my map of the rocks that have traveled everywhere. 
I think almost every day I spend some time down here painting and it's, it's kind of like my private therapy session. Sometimes quietly I do it. And sometimes there might be the TV or music on. It just depends. What was David like, like as a child? Well, as a child, he was, he, he was born on the day the doctor told me he was going to be born on his, his birthday was April 16th. And he was born on April 16th of 1990. And, um, he took a little while to enter the world, but he came into the world. He was adorable. Of course, the apple of my eye. And he was a little scooch too. Um, he, at a very young age, loved things like the original Little Rascals or Abbott and Costello, Elvis Presley. He must have been six or seven years old where he had a love for Elvis Presley and his music. And we tried some sports with him when he was young. And that just wasn't his thing. He he very much was into music. Started with the trumpet, and then he went on to the piano and the guitar. So I think he was an incredible incredible musician. At the high school level, he went to um, he got a scholarship for ECA, which is a school in New Haven for the arts, and he had um, tried out on trumpet, and he got in there, which was great. And then at the college level, he went to Full Sail University in Florida for music production. And actually, he was just getting his foot in the door at 29. Um, he had an interview at the House of Blues. There was a phone call still on their machine down in um, the Myrtle Beach area. He was hoping to get a job down there and maybe work with some of the sound production there. But unfortunately, he never got to do that. But I think he would have been really good at it. So what was his, his service like? You know? So we had two services, one being in South Carolina, which was at a small chapel, um, which was attached to the funeral home there, which was um, beautiful and unexpected for me. I had some family and friends that were able to travel that surprised me, which I was so overwhelmed with because I knew we were going to have a service in Connecticut and I really didn't expect um, people to travel, but several people did. Because David was a DOT worker, they uh, lined up DOT trucks outside. And when we walked out, his co-workers and other DOT workers, the chapel was filled with DOT workers. It was incredible. But the big work trucks, uh, my son drove a huge DOT truck. They had them all lined up out there. And I think they were even blowing the horns. I'm not sure. Beautiful. I mean, I mean, I could say that it's beautiful now. Then it was hard to remember everything happening in that moment. Um, and that was at the chapel there. And then when we came back to Connecticut, um, my my son belonged to a gun club in, I believe it was East Haven, Connecticut, and he was on a rifle team. And um, so we had his service outside there. It was beautiful and he would have loved it. It was a beautiful day. Uh, the minister that confirmed David did the service and spoke beautifully. I got up and spoke and um, it was something David would have loved. It wasn't a typical what you would expect service, but in the end it turned out beautiful and we had a beautiful display of his life and photos and things and um, it was really nice. When David was hired for his company, do you think he knew the risk that, that were involved in? I don't. And I'll tell you, when he when he got the job with the DOT, he had I think he had only worked with them for about 13 months. And he was down in South Carolina for 
just about two years. He um, he did some construction work with his dad down there. And then he also had uh, a job at Harbor Freight Tools. That was the first job that he got outside of working with his dad in construction. So when he got the job with the DOT and he called us and he even called my father, he was he was the apple of my my dad's eye. We were so proud of him. He got this state job. He was so happy to get it. You know, he knew that his insurance was going to be great, that at a certain age he can retire. You know, he kind of had it all planned out. You know, mama, this is going to be the job I have for the rest of my life. And he did have it for the rest of his life. It was just unfortunately cut short, but we were all very proud of him. I don't think any of us realized the the seriousness and the risk that our DOT workers take every day when they're keeping our roads safe. I I know now after losing David um, and I can't go by a work zone without thinking of him and without completely slowing down and obeying the law. You know, in the past, I'm sure I haven't slowed down to the proper speed. I would, I would say for sure I hadn't done that, but now I'm so much more aware of it. And so many people that didn't even know David would say to me, Jody, I didn't, you know, I didn't know your son, but I can't go by a work area without thinking of him and slowing down. You know, sometimes you see those signs that say, let them work, let them live. And it's true. We really have to pay attention. They are literally sometimes David was on the side of the road and his coworker. They they were literally on the side of the road filling a pothole. But as you know, sometimes lanes are closed down and there's road construction in the middle of a highway or a main road. So we do have to be more attentive to that and pay more attention and keep our, our workers safe. They are just as important as our military, as our police officers, as our fire firemen. Anybody that puts their life at risk to service us and our country is important in the same way. And I don't think I ever realized it when it came to the DOT workers. And maybe that was a little bit of my ignorance, but now I know that. And unfortunately, David's life got taken. It got taken in service to the state of South Carolina, servicing our roads and and um, keeping the roads safe. So we need to pay more attention to our road workers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It wasn't a driver who killed him. It was a walk that killed David. A walk. No, it was. It was actually uh, the the driver of the box truck um, wasn't able to stop his vehicle. Okay. And ran over both young men, and they were both killed from getting from the impact. Okay. Uh, they did tell us that it was um, instant. And when David first passed away, I didn't like that word instant. Mm-hmm. I I didn't like it at all because I felt like what is an instant. I know an instant knowing that my son was hurt in that way and there was nobody there to hold his hand or tell him it was okay. That instant was too long. But then I learned and my faith helped me believe that in that moment, possibly of impact, if if you have a certain faith, there's so many people that had told me that David's guardian angel was already there. You know, whatever was going to happen for David in his life was going to happen. And they were there to receive him. And I put my faith in that because that's a better thought and a better feeling than 
than thinking the other in that instant and thinking about the tragedy. And so both for both young men, um, Cecil was just a little bit older than David, his coworker. I believe he was about 34. And um, David, of course, was 29. So they were young men. I always I still call them boys when I talk about them because to me they were they are they are young boys, but that word instant bothered me for a long time. It doesn't bother me anymore. So I've I've allowed my faith to help me not be bothered by that word. I think there was what what they ended up finding out was there was some mechanical issues with the truck and quite possibly that truck shouldn't have been on the road. Um, and there was some legalities with that. And at this point, what they found was there was some issues with that vehicle. The The driver wasn't held responsible. And I think for me, I don't believe that the driver that morning got up to go to work and get in his truck and do what he was doing in his truck and thought, you know, I'm going to injure several people today parked for road work and and kill two young men. I just, my heart does not allow me to believe it was an accident. It was exactly what it was, an accident. Now, could there have been some issues with the truck that maybe got unnoticed and should have been taken care of? Absolutely. Um, I don't think it falls just on one person. So um, with that said, he was not held responsible, but the uh, trucking company, the trucking company was. Is is there is there, is there a case still still going on? An ongoing case about this? Um, it's not ongoing anymore. Okay. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. So, so you got some settlement from it? Yes. Yeah, we did, and it's um, you know, it's nothing compared to the value of life. Absolutely. Um, what I've been trying to do is just pay it forward in kindness, whether it's rocks, just being a kinder person, helping people out when you can. I think the idea of these rocks when it started, I never thought it was going to grow to what it is. And people are constantly either coming over if they're local or reaching out to me. I, I mail rocks almost every week all over the place. It's It's been an interesting journey. Over the weekend, I spent a lot of time painting. And with St. Patrick's Day coming, I did a lot of St. Patrick's Day rocks. I don't know if you can see these. I'll hold one up. But this is like a little gnome. That's beautiful. And so this is paper art, actually. What I do is I paint the rock. And then I do some decoupaging. Excuse me. And this is another one with a little pot of gold. Uh-huh. But I think some of my favorite rocks to do is um, we did some rocks for South Carolina. David had some favorite places. Mm-hmm. And I like to do rocks that associate with a place. Like there was this place David liked to go called the Dead Dog Saloon. And so when we go down there in April, this one says that it's it's in plastic, but it says the Dead Dog Saloon. And then in each little bag, I put a little card with um, David's picture and a little bit about David's rocks. So each rock would come with one of these cards. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. And then on the back, it just says how you can, you know, find David's rocks and um, just a little bit. Um, a restaurant that my husband and I like in Rhode Island is called George's of Galilee. So when we go back there, 
I want to bring this. And I, I do my best to try to do their logo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, again, it's very therapeutic for me. Um, the little baby that I take care of, mm-hmm. her name is Harlan. And she even made some little David's rocks. Well, this is a shell with her little handprint on it. Mm-hmm. So I even have her in the act of, of making some rocks. Last summer, I went to the first school that David ever attended when he was three, his little preschool and Sunnyside Up Early Care Learning Center in North Haven, Connecticut. I worked there from the time that I was 16. And when David was little, that was his first school. I did a kindness rock project with the students there over the summer. And uh, a little note went home to the parents so they knew and they knew that David was a student there. And each child brought in three rocks, one that they would paint and take home, one that they would put in their school rock garden, and one that they would give to me to take for David's rocks, and I would circulate them out. So I think I have about five rocks left that the kids made, and this was one of them, and a little boy named Dylan made this rock. So I have five more of these rocks to place. Um, And what was interesting about that is children are so inquisitive and so open. So they knew that David, my son had died and they knew that he had gone to school there. But some of the kids were just so genuinely interested in who David was. Mm -hmm. One little girl asked me, what did David like? And I said, oh, he loved music. So she painted a rock with a music staff and music notes on it. I actually keep that one in the car. I haven't given that one away yet, but I will. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, one little boy, his parents must've told him a little bit about what they read and how in words for this child to understand. And he asked me, was it a big truck or was it a little truck? Now he was probably four years old. And I said, well, it was a kind of big truck. And that was that. It it didn't go into the tragedy any deeper. They're just kids and they're curious, I think. And if we if we answer them at a level that they can understand and that we teach children not to be afraid of death. I think as a little girl, I was maybe afraid of it. You know, you just really didn't know what was going on or why grandpa isn't here anymore. But I think if we answer them in a way that they can understand or their curiosity brings them to questions, that we should acknowledge that. And I feel like in a way with children and even with adults, my grief, it be, I become a teacher to kind of teach people that grief is okay. You would probably agree with that too, losing your mom and absolutely. So, so what if I can you, can you get people to, to, that that lose somebody? So, I the advice that I the the advice that I would give is, you know, when you think there is no hope, because I absolutely felt that way when David first passed away. I, you know, you your mind circles around things and you think there's no hope. How are you going to survive? How are you going to even breathe or move? But somehow you do, your lungs still take an ear. And like I said before, a shattered heart still beats. Mm -hmm. So with each day, I guess I realized having hope, faith, and and love still in my life from the people around me, the family, the friends around me, that you do go on. And our loved ones would want us to go on and live the best life that we could live. So I would say, don't, don't ever give up hope. Give yourself some grace and know that it's okay to not be okay. That 
Your journey belongs only to you. It could be different. Not everybody would want to speak the way I speak about losing David. Some people want to, it's more private or they're not comfortable talking about it. That's okay. That journey belongs to you. If you could share, you share. If if you need private counseling, seek out a counselor. I read several books. Dr. Joanne Cacciatore has beautiful books. She's a beautiful human being that also lost a child. She has other children. Her books helped me immensely. Um, I reached out to her after I read one of her books. We went back and forth. She was incredible. David Kessler is another grief counselor that I was in his group, Tender Hearts, for a long time. His lessons helped me. And I had a private grief counselor for a little while, Deb Pawzig right here in North Haven, Connecticut. And with all of that, um, I found my way here to David's Rocks, which is like my own personal little therapy. I think you have to do what is going to get you through each moment, even if it's just moment to moment. Mm -hmm. So never lose hope and and give yourself some grace and, and be patient with yourself. Did you happen? Did, did you actually meet the driver? Meet the driver who, who ended David's life. I did not meet the driver. Um, no, okay. I did not meet the driver. Um, if there was any time that he had anything to do with the legalities, it was a t- at a time when we weren't in South Carolina, and it was. Um, I'm sure that we were told that we didn't have to be there for that. And again, if I did meet him, mm-hmm. I. I think he lives with his own, I don't know what the right word is, but he lives with what happened every day, you know, and he has to, he has to also give himself some grace to know that he didn't set out to do that that day, that it was an accident. And for me, I forgive him. I forgive him. I know that it was an accident. Um, and if I met him in person, I would tell him that, um, you know, I just, I just don't believe that it was anything other than an accident. You, you haven't tried, tried to reach out to him? Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I didn't talk to him. I said no, I wouldn't really even know how. Um, so I think I've just, for me, I know that in my heart, I forgive him. And I hope that he has been able to also work on finding his way back to a life with purpose. I know you love Disney, right? What made you get interested in that? Disney? Well, that's a fun question. Um, So I think I loved Disney from the time that I was um, very young. Probably only went there a couple of times when I was a child. And took David there several times. Um, I even took David there on the auto train with my father. My father had worked for Amtrak for many years, and the three of us took the train to Disney. Now, why do I love Disney? That is a hard question because I love everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people either get it or they don't when it comes to Disney. If you get the magic, you love it. Yeah. If you don't get the magic, you don't love it. So um, I even have a whole basket of Disney rocks that I made. So every time we go back and forth to Disney, I bring rocks specific for Walt Disney World. I love I love the flavors of Disney. I love Epcot and 
all the different foods from all the different countries. Um, in 2014 or 2015, I ran my first Run Disney event. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to get back in shape to do some Run Disney events again. So I love that aspect of Disney. It's a whole different part of loving Disney, the Run Disney events. My goodness, you, you almost stumped me on this question. I have I should have more information about Disney. What don't I love about Disney? Um, I love the parades and I love meeting people. Look how we met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. My husband Gary and I met a couple went on the trip that I met you and they were they're from London mm -hmm. and they actually got married that trip in in Florida and mm -hmm. we're actually meeting up with them in April. They're going to be in Disney when we're in Disney this upcoming April. So we're going to get together for lunch and we're going to meet their little son and um we really have developed a really nice friendship. So I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Yeah, we're moving back to Florida, right? Well, we are moving to Florida for the first time. It's it's always been on my bucket list to be a Floridian. So probably by the end of this summer, we'll be all moved in. So when you're in Disney, I'll get to see more of you down in Florida. Yeah, and I'm actually moving. To, I'm actually moving in too because I got something to, to the University of Central Florida. So I'll be moving down for fall. So I'll be, I'll be moving in summertime too, you know, so. That's fantastic. You know, we were very lucky that day on the 4th of July that we got to see the characters in their red, white, and blue garb. Yeah, that was that's, that was amazing. And they you don't you don't see them like that all the time. It's only on the 4th of July that they're dressed like that. I know. So that's, that's a blessing. It's good. It's good, good to see that, you know. Um have, have you thought about doing about doing a Walt Disney World cruise? Well, I actually booked one for 2024. Oh, awesome. Really? It'll be um a first cruise for my husband, and it'll be my first Disney cruise. Have you been on a Disney cruise? No, I, I definitely want to go. You know, so wow. Well, we'll be on we'll be on one in May of 2024. We can talk privately. I'll tell you my confirmation number if you want okay. to go on that cruise. Saving for now, you know. Yeah, you have to start saving now. Yeah, yeah. Disney's expensive. How many days is the cruise? We're just doing a four a four night cruise. Mm -hmm. So oh, just yeah. just because it'll be Gary's first experience on a ship, I want to. <laughs> Make sure he does okay. So we're definitely gonna make that happen. Who knows? We might be on a cruise together then, Jay. I'm about about one, so you know. Yes. Did, did your mother love Disney as much as you do? She did. She she took me there when I was seven. She found love of you know we. You know, she showed she loved Disney. She showed Universal Studios. I went for an She just passed with a heart attack. You know, I don't get it. You know. Here, I know that's um, I mean, that's tragic loss too. And there's nothing that anybody can say that takes any of that away. You know. Um. Every loss is different and every loss hits us in a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and, but also look how loss brings us together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Brings people together. I think when we, I think people that have suffered such great loss, um, we get it and we come together, we support one another, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I actually had somebody reach out to me yesterday on my David's Rocks group, which is, on uh, Facebook, and she asked if she could paint in the state that she lives in, could, could she make some David's Rocks? And I said, absolutely, I would love that. I said, it's mostly been me. I've had a few friends that have helped. So I would love for somebody else to do that. I think that's a really neat tribute. And it's that the fact that somebody else wants to do that just really warmed my heart. Sad that took that took your son to you know to do this stone crush, you know. I mean, maybe do this through his memory, you know. This is exactly yeah. does because anybody that picks up one of these rocks or receives one, David's name is on the back. And you know, 
there's something therapeutic about writing his name on the back of each one of them. You know, like I literally, it's hard to see this is in green paint, but I write his name on the back of them. And, you know, I, you can have stickers or something made. It's just not the same. So somebody might pick up this rock and even though they didn't know him, they would turn it over and hmm, David's rocks. I wonder who this young man was, you know, and some people go to the page and join the group and it's been wonderful. And um, some people reach out. Not everybody does social media. I've had several people reach out to me through email that don't do social media. There was actually a rock that went to Italy that ended up in a sculpture classroom. And the student held up the David's rock in their classroom with all the art students. I don't know if that ever made it on David's rocks on the page, but it was just beautiful. It traveled from where this place to that place and then to Italy at this at this art school. It was amazing. Well, let's, let's do for, for fun and travel lives when you have some time. So I love to ride my bicycle, although I haven't done a lot of that recently. I'm I'm hoping the Florida weather will allow me to be on my bike a little bit more. I love live music as my son did. So um, a concert or even like in the good weather here when they have the little local concerts outside on the different town greens. I love to do that, get together with friends and do that. Um, I like the occasional winery to go to a winery and taste some yeah, wine. Me too. <laughs> and um, my husband and I love to try different restaurants and, um, you know, socialize with friends, play cards. We love to travel. We have hopes of um, once we get settled in Florida, we would really like to do uh, a cross-country trip where we can take our time and go through the national parks. And there's just, David's Rocks are in quite a few of our 50 states, mm -hmm. but the the middle states, Nebraska, Kansas, Wyoming, there's some states there that there's not David's Rocks. So we would love to kind of visit those states and, and drop some rocks in there. And yeah. Yeah. Well, how about going to Hawaii, you know? There, ha there has been rocks in Hawaii. And um, an interesting story about a rock landing in Hawaii is um, a family member of ours brought a rock to Hawaii and left it at this beautiful little chapel. And it was found by somebody that reached out to Christine Hotchkiss. She has um, a podcast and a show called Stories of Hope. So when this woman reached out that found the rock in Hawaii to Christine, she said, you have to reach out to this mom. And that's how Christine and I met. She also lost a child, um, her daughter, Nicole. And when she reached out to me, we immediately kind of connected. I did her podcast about a year ago. And then last week, she had me on for a return guest. And um, it was really interesting to have made full circle and see how her podcast grew into a show and how my David's rocks was something little and now it's growing into something bigger. Mm -hmm. So again, it goes back to these connections that have crossed my path because of losing David. Yes. Um, and the rocks have done that, have connected people. So it's really been an interesting journey. So what do you see, see yourself years from now? But hmm, maybe I can be a greeter in Walt Disney and uh, welcome people as they enter Main Street. Uh, I would love to say have a magical day to everybody mm -hmm. all day long. Yeah. 
or work in the sweet shop on Main Street, mm-hmm. um, making Rice Krispie treats that look like Mickey Mouse. That would be good. <laughs> That's my dream. Too. Yeah, that, that would be great. We know Disney's expensive, don't we? Well, it's worth it. That's right. It's worth it. But you was this well, did you go on did you go on Space Mountain? I did go on Space Mountain. Is, is that scary? Um, it goes pretty fast. I don't think it's that scary, but it is kind of in the dark. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like that, then you might not like it. I think I absolutely loved the new ride in Epcot. Um Guardians of the Galaxy. Loved oh. it. Okay, was that scary? Scary. Um, great music. Every every time we went on, I think there's like six songs that that mm-hmm. loop each each ride. You get a different song. My son would have loved it because he was so much into music. Um, it does. It's it's kind of like a roller coaster, but the technology is a little bit different. I think if you're a person that gets motion sick easy, maybe you want to rethink it. But I loved it. I mean, I think it's it's probably my new favorite attraction, and my. My favorite attraction before that was um, Avatar, Flight of Passage. Okay. That was absolutely an incredible attraction and uh, just beautiful, just gorgeous. Okay. Did you also go on, did, did ever, ever, ever? I've been on that. It was closed the last time we were there, but I've been on that. I like that. Is, is, is that scary going on the hill? Well, I think it's scary when it goes backwards for a second. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Do you like those rides or no? Um, so far, only, only one I bought on was Tower Tower Tower. That was kind of scary. I got that props you so. Yeah, I, I love Touch Track. I did Touch Track. That's a good one, David. Like that one too. Yeah, is, is Touch System of Space Mountain that goes fast? Mm-hmm. I would say Test Track goes faster than Space Mountain when Test Track gets up to that speed. Yeah, okay. that last speed. Um, yeah. I think you can handle Space Mountain. Yeah, me too. I'm, maybe we could do Getty now. Do the- Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love that. That sounds great. Yeah, I went to Walt Disney, Walt Disney World on Ice in Boston. It was wonderful. This oh, year, was it yeah. wonderful? I haven't seen a Disney on Ice in a long time. I think probably the last time I went to one of those, David, was probably small. But um, yeah, I bet you that was fun. Yeah. Is, is it is it is it Disney on Ice in Florida? I, I don't know. They're going to have a hard time making ice in Florida, but they do have ice rigs, so they could have Disney on ice in Florida, I'm sure. To me, it's just, just a magic. That's wonderful. Do you love Disney from the time you were little? Like seven. Yeah, seven. Seven. Okay. Because I remember the first time that David was in Disney, he was probably three or four years old. Mm-hmm. And of course, I loved Disney. Well, when the characters came out for the character breakfast, he cried. Oh. He cried and he went under the table. He was afraid. So I just, I just let him stay under the table. I said, I'm not going to push this. If he's afraid of him, we're going to just, we're just going to let this be. But then as he got a little bit older, he liked the characters. Yeah. I'm so happy we can take pictures with the characters again. Yeah, because I missed Right. How how did COVID COVID affect you? Well, I ended up with COVID twice. Uh, My husband and I got it at the same time. Um, We had it over Thanksgiving last Thanksgiving. Um, and then I just had it again on New Year's. Mm. Um, so the first time I had that really bad headache and had that for a few days, that was the worst part of it and, and feeling tired. But this second time I, I had one day that I felt all the body aches and the fever and the chills, and it was horrible, but I had just one day of that. And then 
I mean, I still, you know, quarantined and and kind of stayed put, but I didn't feel I didn't feel bad only that one day, day and a half maybe. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, cuz COVID, COVID is still around you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, it is. You know, still around you know, about this stuff that you know, how talk Mickey Minnie. I know it. I know. It's it's good to be able to take pictures with everybody again. So when COVID, when COVID hit though, did it affect your work? So I actually I wasn't I wasn't working because what had happened was um, just before David died, my husband and I moved in with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad needed some help with my mom. She has dementia. And um, so we sold our house and we moved in in the house that I grew up in. And David passed away be- right before we moved in. Mm-hmm. And we decided um, we were going to still move in, still help my father and, you know, be there. Well, then my father passed away six months later, but I had left my job to help take care of my mom. And then David passed away and I never went back to work. I went back to work about a year ago. Well, 18 months ago when I started watching the little baby that I watch. So timing is everything. And she has brought a lot of joy in my life. Mm -hmm. So, so didn't really affect me work-wise because with, um, the loss of David and then the loss of my father, I wasn't, I still hadn't gone back to work. I see. Do, 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 do you know if, if David ever wanted to marry have a child of, of his own? So he had just met somebody down in South Carolina, um, a sweetheart. She still reaches out to me every once in a while. I, I never met her in person and I think they were just starting to connect. I don't really know the the full story of it because then he passed away mm-hmm. i would imagine he probably would have liked some children of his own down the road yeah. he had a cute little house that he and his dad had built down there it was a beautiful little little home um it was a home that could have housed a, a child or two i i think he would have been a good dad and um i definitely think boy or girl they would have learned something about music mm-hmm. because he loved he loved music so much um he really was an excellent guitar player and one of the things that he really loved most too was um live music and going to concerts and actually the night before he passed away he was at the house of blues seeing a concert uh by a band called hell yeah mm-hmm. so he yeah he loved music i think he would have had some kids at yeah. least one I love music myself. It does soothe the soul, right? Music. Yes, it definitely does. So what are your plans for for us to year? So Easter, we're going to travel to Virginia. I have cousins that live in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to Virginia for Easter. And then from Virginia, we have our April Disney trip. So we'll be going to Disney in April. Wow. And then... Then we also, in after Disney, we're going to drive to South Carolina. Every year in South Carolina on April 28th, they have a ceremony for all the DOT workers that have been um, killed on the job. So David will be mentioned um, every year. He'll be honored. So then we go to South Carolina. We have uh, a trip to California planned in May and then another big Disney trip in June. So uh, we're going to be busy in between trying to get moved to Florida. Yeah, have 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 visited the Disneyland, Disneyland in California. I've been there twice. Really? Um, I've got to get my husband there. He's never been to Disneyland. Is, is it is it kind of small? Or- 
I ha it's smaller. I haven't been there in years. It mm -hmm. did have kind of like the feeling of it was just there in like, it felt like I was going to go shopping, you know, like it was just there in a, in a big parking lot. It's a lot different than Disney world, but it is smaller. Wow. It's definitely smaller. But the thing about Disneyland is um, Walt Disney really was there, was a part of that, mm -hmm. created that, walked down that main street, you know, like, so you really could, there's a tour, you know, you can walk in Walt's footsteps. So mm -hmm. that's something that might be neat to do. Yeah. You should go and at least see it. It's a small world. Mm -hmm. It's so much different than the one in Disney World. It starts outside. The boat ride starts outside. It's really neat. Um, yeah. I haven't been there for a long time, so I'm sure there's new things there now, too. This was it's definitely, it's definitely bigger than, than Disneyland. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. Okay, I also want, want, want to go, go, go this world overseas. Oh, me. you're a little more adventurous than me. Yeah. I'm going to stay here right now in the United States. Oh, yeah, I definitely understand. Yeah, but would, would you want to see that maybe, some, maybe sometime in your life? I think if I was going to pick one, I would pick Disneyland Paris. I don't know why, um, but that's the one that pops out to me first. Yeah, because Paris is kind of romantic. And I don't think I would enjoy the plane ride, though. <laughs> yeah, you're, oh, oh, you're, not, you're not a fan of flying? Well, I do it, and it, it gets you to your destination a lot yeah. quicker than driving, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, if I was going to Paris, I'd have to fly. You know, and that's our time would because I can't do it winter time. You know. I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent I think we're going to love being Floridians, you yes, and I. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Do you do sometimes have dreams about about David? It's not hard to get out of bed. Yeah. Um, it, at first, it was, um, and I, I, I found that um, getting out of bed and putting my feet on the ground in a positive manner and saying, um, David, I think about you with love and happiness. And I remember all the beautiful memories starts my day. Um, I have had a few dreams about him. I would love to have more and I'm very open to it. I tell him all the time he can come visit me when it's convenient for him. So he has came to my dreams a few times I, I wish I had some more, um, but I don't want to drag him down either. Whatever he's doing, wherever he is, I want him to do it with complete freedom and um, not feel like I'm pulling him back. Mm -hmm. So um, I know someday we will connect again on that level. Mm -hmm. But the connection that we have as mother and son, that's that's here with me every day. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show. On WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I had to interrupt about my, my mother as well, you know, so, you know, and she still, she still, 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 she still looks the same, you know, her glasses, you know. Yeah. Does it look, does it look, look the same, same, the same as this in, in your dreams? In my dreams. So the first dream that I had about David, he was a little boy again. Okay. And, um, it was right after he passed away and I was walking outside and I looked up into a tree and there he was. He was like sitting on a branch in a tree and David always had glasses from the time he was little and he had on his little round glasses and this little bowl cut hair style. And I looked at him and I said, David, what are you doing up there? Are you okay? And in my dream, all he did was give me the thumbs up like, mom, I'm okay. So I think he was telling me he was okay. 
I'm not sure why he came as a little boy in that dream. Mm -hmm. The other dreams that I have had since he passed away, he's been who, who he was when he passed away. He was that age, 29. And um, yeah, a young man. He's, he's, he's on pain of soft to go to heal, you know. No. And one of the things, Jay, that my father died kind of suddenly as well. And it was, he died exactly six months after David passed away. And they had a very close relationship. So one morning I was sitting on the couch with my dad. My husband had gone to work and my mom was still sleeping. And we knew that he was having some medical issues and they were trying to get to the bottom of it and hadn't yet. And he said to me, Jody, whatever this is, whatever's going on, he kind of went like this because his tummy, his stomach was a little bit distended. Whatever this is, it's going to go quick. I don't want to suffer. And he said, I think David needs company. And so I, I have, there's some, there's some comfort in that, knowing that my dad and David are together. Mm -hmm. There's comfort in that. So I just, uh, I feel like that was a little gift that my dad and I had that conversation and he shared that with me. And I do believe that he and David are together with, with everybody else, with, with all of our loved ones. I, I think David can be connecting with your mom because we connect here. Yes. I, I really do. I don't think there's limits like we have limits here on earth. It's hard to explain, but I think that our loved ones, whoever they are, wherever they are, wherever we believe they are, they're connecting because we are connecting here. Yes, I definitely believe that. And this is just, this, this is a wonderful story, you know, I and mean, it's just so sad that this happened. But I don't, the outcome, you know, is, is wonderful. And I know, I know my mom always, my mom always, always loved Bible. She loved gospel, gospel, gospel music, you know, she was. She was, she was a woman, basically a, a, a woman of faith, you know, a strong woman, you know, so, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so she's it. where she believed she'd be going. Yes. She just, she she left a little too quick for you, I'm sure, just yes. as I feel David left a little too quick too, but we really don't have a say in that. I know. Dude, it, 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 other times, other times, we sometimes, we sometimes, you know, get angry. Did this happen? I mean, I'm, I, I know at first I was so angry at this happened. I think I went through having feelings of anger. Um, it's it just there were so many emotions that happened at the time. You maybe don't realize why. I, I would say if anybody took the brunt of anything through this journey with me, it would probably be my husband. And God bless him because he's he's been very supportive. And a lot of marriages don't survive the loss of a child a stepchild for for my husband but um you know we've survived it and i think i've just been open with my journey and where my feelings have been and i could remember gary saying something to me one time like i feel like i'm on the the back burner here i just i just you know need to to know that we're here we're together we're and i said to him gary i have to tell you something you're not even on the stove. David is the whole stove right now. You know, when he used the analogy, he's on the back burner. I can't, I, I just said to him, I can't, this is all I have right now. And he's just allowed me to go on this journey and have it just organically kind of happen. And here we are um, together, strong and, and, and surviving the lo the the loss of David living in David's absence. How did your husband deal about this? I think it's it was it was hard for him in another way, being that he's not David's biological dad. Only David's 
biological dad and myself really know what it is to lose David. I mean, we created him. We knew what it was to have him. And we are the only two people that really truly knows what it is to lose David. Now saying that, um, my husband suffered the loss of David in another way. His relationship was different as, as a step-parent. I mean, he didn't meet David until David was 17 or 18 years old. So David was already a young man. So um, their relationship was a great relationship. Um, it was very sad. And Gary was in disbelief as well when we got the news. How did he handle it? I guess we handled it together. Um, you know, it's just, again, um, it's a journey. And every day, every moment could be different. And you just... You just try to figure it out and that's what we're still doing, but we're doing it. We're figuring it out and we we're having joy. We're having happiness in our life. I have so many blessings in my life that through my husband, I have two adult stepsons. Mm -hmm. My oldest stepson, Christopher has a beautiful wife, Ashley with two sons, Ethan and Jackson. So I have two beautiful grandsons, a 15 year old and an almost eight year old. The eight-year-old will be going to Disney with us in April. So it's going to be his first Disney trip. Um, but those are blessings. Those are those are the joys in my life. Um, so I think you have to acknowledge that even with such tragedy, you have to remember all the joys and all the gifts that you still have in your life. You know, I, I lost David, but but my life isn't over. I still have to live. Yeah, me too. I understand you know. I live my life too, you know. Started to go to school, you know. Right, and, and so, your mom is your mom is proud of you. Of course, she is. Oh my goodness! Wow, this is wonderful. You know, gonna meet you again, trying to connect with you like this again, you know, the, and hear your story because it really inspired and touched me. You know, so glad that learn more about you and your family and yes, God bless your son. You know, and I was watching what's right now. You know, I can feel it's there. You know. Well, thank you so much. I I I love that I got to share David's rocks with you and with with everybody that watches your podcast. And if anybody's interested, they can go to Facebook and go to David's Rocks. It's all capitals, David's Rocks. And um, if they're interested, I do mail them all over the place. Um, and I would be happy to mail some rocks out to anybody. They can just reach out to me. Awesome. And, and we can, and we can connect, uh, connect with you on Facebook, Instagram. Or yes. Yeah. Instagram, uh, it's David's Rocks 1990 on Instagram. And um, yeah, that'd be great. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station.